<laughs> Learning to lean on Jesus. I'll tell you something. God is just waiting on you to reach out and allow His strength to enable you to be an overcomer. Because we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. Sometimes we don't feel we have the strength. Sometimes we don't even feel like we have the faith. Sometimes we don't have any feelings at all. But you know what we do have? We have trust and confidence in God. Faith in Him. Faith in believing what He will do for us. Because He is the God of victory. Praise God. I I was reading a particular psalm this week. And I I tell you, it just kind of jumped out at me. And I feel like tonight it's going to encourage somebody that's watching by live stream tonight. And it's found in Psalms 84, 1 through 12. And it said, How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising your Spirit. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on the pilgrimage. As though they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with roots, with, uh, with uh, pools. They go strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, Selah. O God, behold our shield and look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. And the Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Now that's Psalms 84, 1-12 that David wrote. And how many times in your life, and we could begin to count them, and we probably don't have enough fingers and toes to count it on, but how many times in your life have you been brought to a place of tears? A place of Feeling like you've been neglected. A place like you feel like there's no exit from the situation that you're in. And what do you do when you're there? What do we do when we're in those type of places? Do we use it as a time for growth in the Lord? Or do we use it as a time for sitting down and lying down and feeling sorry for ourselves? And not going forward. And not letting us bloom where we're planted. See, a lot of times we don't understand that everything you go through, every step we take, God knows about it. Everything you go through physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, financially, God knows where you are. But the thing is, what God's looking for, what are you going to do when you're in that place? Are you going to sit down and pout and doubt? Are you going to sit down and walk in fear and unbelief? Are you going to sit down and feel sorry for yourself and want everybody else to sympathize with you? 
You know, it's kind of like the ladies that show their scars off when they've had their surgery. And I say ladies, men do too, I guess. I've known some men that's uh, showed their scars off for their surgeries. But what I'm saying, boy, you want to see my scar? It's bigger than yours. And that was, you ain't nothing. You ain't seen my scar yet. And they, they open their blouse and show their big scar, you know. But, you know, the thing is, we, we sometimes we feel that way about our trials. <laughs> you ain't been through nothing yet till you go through what I've been through. And listen, God wants us to look at this thing. God wants us to let it be a time of growth in our life. Now, this valley that David is talking about here, the valley of Baca. Now, that word Baca in the Hebrew means weeping. It it, it became a valley of weeping for him. It became a valley of sorrow. It became a valley where he wept tears, bitter tears in that place. And... The life, life, life is full of heartaches and disappointments. There's not, there's not a person that's serving God today that hasn't had disappointments and hasn't had heartaches. We've all went through heartaches. We've all went through disappointments. Life is full of tears. Tears. Life begins with crying. A baby what comes out of the mother's womb crying. They spank it and it cries. And that's the first sound that he hears, uh, that he hears from himself. Crying. He's born crying. Life ends with crying. Because when someone passes from this life to the other, we mourn. And there's weeping. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with mourning. There's nothing wrong with weeping when you lose a loved one that you've been around for years. And, and, and even though you know it's coming and you know it's going to happen, it's still a sad occasion because you won't see them physically in this earth anymore. But all you'll have is the good memories and the great memories. Hopefully they're all good memories. And we mourn for those who die. Psalms 84 details the importance of the house of the Lord to the Christian. And I read the whole psalm because it's important to us. In a day where people view the church as having no or little importance, you know, a lot of people don't view the church as a place of importance, the Bible clearly emphasizes the importance of God's house. Now, God's house. Now, we, need, we, we can come into the presence of God, and that's coming into the house of the Lord in His presence, but also the house of God. The church is the house of God. The church is the place where the presence of God should be. I want people to come in and feel peace. I want them to come in and feel joy. I want them to come in and feel like, hey, leave here, and they left here after hearing a message or a sermon or an exhortation from someone, and leave here with hope in your heart. Expectancy that God's going to do what He said He would do. And so, the God's house is a good place. Verse 1 said, it's a place of great beauty and is well beloved. In verse 1, how lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. How lovely. It's a place of great beauty. The devil hates it. The devil, listen, the devil hates a place like this. The devil hates churches that symbolize Christianity. Uh, they, they hate churches that's got a cross because it symbolizes. The devil hates it because it symbolizes his defeat 2,000 years ago. When Jesus hung on that cross and he defeated the devil and he, he took all of the sins of the world upon him and he took all of the sicknesses of this world upon him and that we were healed and we were delivered and we're redeemed. So it's a place of great beauty. The devil hates it, but the Christian loves it. You should love the house of God. 
You should love the church. It's a play, it should be in verse 2. It said, My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. It's, it should be a place of desire and worship. You, you, you know what? I, I want people to get to the point where they can't hardly wait till the next service. The presence of God is more important than anything else in this world. And I, I'm looking for the day when people can't hardly wait for the service time. I can't wait till we get out of this situation we're in to where we can have our services like we want to. And then have people and have a full house and have people enjoying the presence of God. And listen, if you'll believe, we'll come through this thing. And if you believe, it will be what we're believing for. And verse 3 says, Even the sparrow has found a home. And the swallow, and that's for herself, where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. The altars of God. Or it's a place of resting. It's a place, it's a place of nesting. <laughs> it's a place of sacrifice. It's a wonderful place to raise your children. Church is important. God wants us to come to a place where we can understand the tabernacle of the Lord. And give to the Lord His due. Look at verse 4. In verse 4 it says, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you, Selah. Blessed are those who dwell in the house of the Lord. Blessed are those that come in with an expectancy and a smile and a praise in their heart before they ever get here. And praise and glorify the Lord. Blessed are they. Because we're going to see that God is going to get His due as we come in. Amen? Now, uh, in, in verse 4, did we read verse 4? Blessed are those who dwell in your house, they'll still be praised. They'll still be praising you. The, uh, listen, it's a place of continuance and glory. Verse 5, in this particular verse, I'm talking about Baca. Now, the word Baca means a valley of weeping. See, you, if, if, listen, if you're in trouble, you know what? You need to get around God's people in the presence of God. And God can bring that joy. It's a place of blessing and strength. It's the house of the Lord that we find strength to endure in hard times. I want people to come. You know, I don't, I don't want to preach just a sermon. I have a message. It's a message of hope. It's a message of faith. It's a message of deliverance. It's a message of victory. It's a message of joy and peace that God's given to you. It's not just a sermon. God, I, I tell you, I've, I've, I've had all the sermons, and we got the sermonettes and everybody, you know. But we, I, want, I want a message from God. I want God to speak to my heart when I go to the house of the Lord. And when you come to this house of God here at Faith Assembly Church right here in Aubrey, Texas, we want you to hear a word from God. Get a word from the Lord. I, I'm not, and it could be, it could be a prophetic word through the gifts of the Spirit. It could be a tongues and interpretation. God can speak that way, and we, we, we welcome the gifts of God to operate. But come expecting a word from the Lord, and let God do so. It's no small wonder that God, God introduces the valley of weeping with the importance of steadfastness in the house of the Lord. See, Baca means the valley of weeping. It's the valley of weeping. Listen, I have talked to people, not only here locally, but in other states and other places, even some other countries, by via, via email and messaging. But listen, they are in, they're in 
duress times. They're, they're in times when the devil's trying to oppress and suppress and pull them down spiritually. And thank God we still have our freedom right now. And you need to thank God for the freedom. And listen, freedom is worth fighting for. Freedom is worth standing up for. And we're going to stand up for the freedom that's ours. And there's churches that are now taking a stand for their freedom to worship God and not let the government tell them what they can do and what they can't do. Listen, this is what happens when you start trying to oppress and suppress God's people and keep them from enjoying the presence of God and enjoying the things of God, they're going to stand up with their fists clenched and say, I'm coming through. And th- th- we have to do it, not, not physically, but we've got to come through spiritually. And we've got to do it in the spirit realm and, uh, and do it. But the, verse 5 said it's a place of blessing and strength. Let's look, look at verse 5. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is, is set on pilgrimage. Look at verse 6. As they pass through the valley of Baca, that valley of weeping, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. Now, it's of no small wonder that God introduces the Valley of Weeping with the importance of steadfastness. Steadfastness. Now, I, want to, I want to take a look at some facts of this valley, valley, valley of Weeping that we're talking about. Number one, whatever you're going through... <laughs> I want you to listen closely to me now because we're not belittling the fact of people's trials and problems and troubles that they're having. Life is full of it. Life is filled with sorrow. Life is filled with troubles. Life is filled with trials and, and, and tribulation and, and these things that happen in our life. But God doesn't want you to make it a permanent dwelling place. God wants us to come through this valley of weeping with joy and with the strength of God in our hearts and lives. And I want you to look at, I want to give you some facts about this valley. Number one, it is temporary. <laughs> Everybody say it with me out there. It is temporary. Temporary. Meaning, it's not forever. God wants us to quit living like everything that was happening in our life is a forever thing. It's not forever. It's a valley that you're going through, but you're going to come out on the other side. And if you'll be strong, you're going to pass through. It's temporary. Verse 6 says, As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. So it doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or not, you're going to walk through this valley. <laughs> Listen, there's, there's people that's not been born again that's going through trials. They're going through situations in their life with family members. Um, there's, there's differences there. There's, uh, there's separation of families <clears throat> taking place. I'm, I'm not talking about just Christians. I'm talking about even in families that don't know the Lord. And they love their children. But there's things happening in this world. It's a spirit of oppression from the enemy that's, that's taking place. And it, <clears throat> and it doesn't matter. Uh, but this, it's temporary. God, God wants us to understand, whatever, whatever your problem is, it's temporary. You need to get a, a trash file, a folder, <clears throat> and just put, say, trash on it, or temporary. <laughs> 
and put those things in there that's bugging you and bothering you and put it in that temporary file in that trash folder because that's where it belongs because we've got more that God has got to offer us than what is ever been offered through your trials and tribulations that you're going through. So it doesn't matter. The difference is that you walk it as a child of God. See, when you're going through the valley of Baca, it's a valley of weeping. <clears throat> but you don't have to dwell there and live there permanently. I, I want you to get this in your spirit. It doesn't have to be a permanent thing in your life. You can come through and people won't even know you've been through a problem because your face is going to glisten with the joy of the Lord and the oil of gladness in your heart. And people are going to see that you have come through this thing. Praise God. And the difference is when you walk it as a child of God going through this valley, Jesus walks it with you. Aren't you glad for that promise that he gave us? I will never leave you nor forsake you. But, Lord, I'm with you always, even to the end. God, Jesus said that. I will never leave you nor forsake you, but I'm with you always, even to the end. And he carries you through. Oh, listen. Now, this is important for us. God carries you through the rough places. God brings you through the rough places. God's carrying you through these rough places. His Holy Spirit in you. Once you've got the Holy Spirit in your life, listen, He's there. He's there. Somebody said, well, I haven't felt God in several years now, or several months now, or several weeks now. Well, it doesn't matter. God is still there. God has promised He will never leave you nor forsake you, but He's with you always, even to the end of the world. Praise God. So, He's, he carries you through those rough places. <clears throat> There's no way around this valley, only through it. Listen, when you're going through something, don't look for an exit sign. Just go through it. Go through it with the joy of the Lord. The Bible said the joy of the Lord is your strength. The peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus our Lord. And walk through that valley in the name of Jesus. Three Hebrew children walked through the fiery furnace. Daniel walked through the lion's den. He came out of it on the other side. But you know what? God walked it through with him. God walked it through with the three Hebrew children because he showed up in both places. The angel of the Lord showed up and shut the lion's mouth. The angel shut the lion's mouth. God did it through the angel of the Lord. And then God's angel, it was really the son of God, showed up in the fiery furnace. He was there with them. So God's not left you in a lurch. God's not left you alone. He's with us tonight. And we need to understand that we're passing through this thing and He's carrying us. There's no way around this valley. You've got to go through it. Praise God. Just say, I'm going through. I'm going through. I'll pay the price. Whatever I must do. The angels beckoned me from heaven's open door. And I started out for Jesus. And I'm going through. <laughs> oh, praise God. <clears throat> There's no way around the valley. You can only go through it. Uh, those things in life that bring us pain or suffering can do one of two things. They can either break you or make you into a better person. Your trial, your problem, this valley you're going through can break you 
cause you to even break you to a nervous breakdown. Because you know why? When you're trying to do it in your own strength and power, you're no match for anything the devil's got against you. You're no match in your own power, in your own strength. But God can either break you or it'll either make you a better person. You'll come out stronger on the other side. You're going to come out stronger on the other side of the valley. When you, we, we just need to understand. David, David knew what it was to go through these valleys. He knew what it was to go through these valleys <clears throat> where he felt alone and felt like God had forsaken him. He said that many times in his uh, uh, statements in his psalms. You know, he, where art thou, O Lord? You know, I don't feel you. In other words, he said, I can't, I can't see you. I can't see any signs of you. But the Lord was there. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. Though I walk through the valley, there's another valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. See, God wants to comfort you in this situation that you're in tonight if you'll just allow him to. There's no way around it. And uh, uh, someone once said, it's not what happens that matters. It's how you handle it. It's not what happened that matters. It's how you handle it. And with all of God's tears, there's much joy. Tears are only temporary. Tears are temporary. Some of you have lost loved ones. But I want to tell you something. Those tears are only temporary. Because you've lost your soulmates. You've lost loved ones. You've lost uh, uh, people that were close to you. But it's only temporary. Jesus said in John sixteen twenty, Verily, verily, I say unto you that you shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice and you shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. God promised that. Jesus promised that. And your joy will be eternal. Revelation 21, verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Glory to God. What we're going through in 2020, we're coming through on the other side. Praise God. And God said He's with us, and He will never leave us. Now, this thing can be temporary, and it can also be a blessing. The Valley of Baca can be a blessing. What did he say in verse 6 of, the, uh, uh, of that uh, chapter of Psalms 84 and verse 6? He said, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. Oh, glory to God. God gives you a refreshing in the time of that. Your tears are only temporary. Only temporary. And Jesus said, when you weep and lament, your sorrow shall be turned to joy. Glory to God. That's Jesus talking. And... And uh, joy will be eternal. Former things are passed away. So it's eternal. And this valley can become a blessing. Because God's going to make a well out of it. And you pass through the valley of weeping. And come out empty if you want to. <laughs> Most people never see what the Lord's doing for them in the valley. Some people never even notice what God's really doing for them. They don't see the spiritual growth that's happening in their hearts and lives. They don't understand where they stand with God. 
and they may never see it. But we've we got to learn to turn our times of sorrow and distress into wells. Let it be a wells from which we draw the waters of spiritual maturity and growth and, and the joy. Just draw that water from the wells of salvation, that joy out of it. But those that have strength and stamina and character to stay with God, make it a well. You see, we, we can t- listen, you can turn anything into anything beautiful. I've seen people take a little house that on the outside it didn't look good. On the inside it didn't look no better. I've seen young couples take a little place like that and they have turned it around because with their decoration and their stuff that they put bring in, it, it changes the whole outlook of the home. It changes the atmosphere of the home. Now, it might have been an atmosphere of a home before where there was fussing, cussing, beating, spitting, yelling, and, you know, just doing all kinds of things, breaking things, and, and, and the furniture looked like it was marred because of all the battles it had been through. But someone else could come in and get that same house, and they could come in and put their stuff in it and begin to decorate and bring their spirit of joy and their spirit of peace into that place. And it changes the whole looks of that. Praise God. This is what God's telling us we can do. It can be a blessing. Make it a well. <laughs> make it a, uh, not, not make a well in the valley of weeping, but make the valley of weeping a well. See, don't, don't, don't just make a well in the valley of weeping. Because if you make a well in the valley of weeping, that means you're, you're planning on staying there. <laughs> We're coming through this valley, but let's make the valley of weeping a well. And what happens when you fill a valley up with water? It's a reservoir. See, God wants you to fill up something and get a reservoir. Pass through the valley of weeping and come out empty. You can do that. Most people never see what the Lord's doing for them in this valley. But we must learn to turn our time of sorrow and distress into wells from which we draw the waters of spiritual maturity and growth. But those that have the strength, stamina, and character to stay with God is what's going to make it well. A valley is a dark and dreary place. Did you know that? A valley. It's, it's kind of a, a, oftentimes a dreadful place. But a well is a refreshing and a helpful place. A well. It's refreshing. How, how many ever been somewhere... And you're thirsty, and, and all of a sudden you see this nice well. And that nice well's got a little uh, uh, rope on the uh, bucket that goes down in there, and you can let it down and bring up some fresh water out of that uh, stream that's feeding that well. And you can come out of there refreshed with a great drink of water because, listen, it's a refreshing and helpful place. We'll all pass through the Valley of Baca. We've all been through these valleys, every one of us. Someone asked me one time, they said, Brother Clarence, have you ever had problems? I said, you got about six hours? I can sit down and just start telling you some of them. <laughs> We've all had problems. I remember one time I was counseling a man and, and a woman, and, and they were talking, and oh, my goodness, they were, were crying and weeping. And, and they said, Brother Clarence, you, you, you just never have no problems you, you never have no, we never see you frowning. We never, we always see you smiling and, and joyful and rejoicing. And I said, well, I tell you what, why don't y'all come over and sit on this side of the desk and I'll go over there and sit where you are and give me a few hours and I'll tell you some of my things I've been through. <laughs> We've all been through it. Every one of us have been through some things. And it's things that we, sometimes we don't like to remember. But you know what? Look at it. 
is this sense, it's a learning process. And you have learned. I have learned. What did Paul say? I have learned in whatever state I am. I have learned in whatever I'm in, whatever circumstances. I have learned to be content, depending upon God, depending upon His help in this situation. Now, some of us are going to pass through it and it will change us. Others are going to pass through the valley and they will change it. See, the valley can change you or you can change the valley. <laughs> you, you can change an atmosphere in a house or you can let that atmosphere that's there that's dreadful and bitterness and envy and strife, it can change you. Or you can go in with the, with the effect on it and say, I'm going to change this atmosphere. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Can you say amen? Now, Moses traveled the Valley of Tears as he fled into the wilderness. Remember when Moses had to flee? He was in the Valley of Baca. Now, it wasn't the Valley of Baca, but it was his own Valley of Baca that he was going through. And he made, he made it a well. He rebuilt his relationship with God, and he became the great leader of the children of Israel. Abraham, he traveled the Valley of Tears as God led him to that mountaintop to sacrifice his only son upon the altar as a symbol of his faith and obedience to God. But Abraham went through some things before he ever got there. Abraham went through it, but God had a well prepared for Abraham and provided a ram for the sacrifice. See, he was willing to go and do what God said, and God provided the sacrifice. And Job traveled the Valley of Tears. The book of Job. How many ever heard of old Job? I know we have. Poor old Job lost all his riches and everything he had. See, most people, they relate... Victory to money. <laughs> now, mind you, money is important. God said He would supply all our need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Money is important. But, you, you know, what we've got to do is look at the fact that God is wanting to perfect us and bring us to a place and learn contentment with what you're going through. What, you know, wherever you are, wherever you are. Reinhard Bonnke made a tremendous statement one time. I, we heard him at a uh, conference uh, in Columbus, Ohio. And Reinhard Bonnke made this statement. And because a lot of preachers, they go through this. They go through their own valleys. Uh, you think preachers don't go through problems, but, you know, preachers go through valleys too. And, but... Some preachers, they, they, they look at the will of God as a picture of success by comparing it to somebody else that's been in the ministry for 50 years. And, and they say, well, I want a ministry like that. Well, you know what? To have a ministry like someone that's, that's been successful and seen God do some things through their ministry, you have to be willing to go through the Valley of Baca. In order to get there. And let, let these situations and circumstances train you and teach you. And learn what God says. But Job traveled the valley of tears. Satan stripped everything that God had blessed Job with. He stripped it away from him. But Job dug a well in the desert, spiritually speaking. He never lost his relationship with the giver of all good things. Job drank from the well of the living water. And God restored him many times more than what he had lost. Listen, we, we think about all the suffering Job went through, but look at the restoration God brought him into. 
See, we, we need to understand. Sometimes we talk more about our problems than, than the solution that God has for us and what God's done for us, bringing us through these things. And God wants us to learn that tonight. David traveled the Valley of Tears. David failed God many times. David wasn't a perfect human being. And I dare say that none of you that's watching me tonight, you're a perfect human being. There's not one of us that are perfect human beings. We've all made our errors. We've all, and, and I want to be as bold as to say that, we, all, we have all sinned at times. Somebody said, well, I, he just made a mistake. No, no. We, we need to get that mistake word out of our vocabulary. Sin is sin. And if you have sinned, but the thing is, we don't have to dwell on it. We don't have to live it the rest of our life. But we can know one thing, that the grace of God, the blood of Jesus, cleanses you from every sin. And woe be to the person that always wants to bring sin back up after God's delivered you and set you free all these years and bring it up and throw it in your face. Because sometimes it makes them look bigger, I guess, spiritually by doing that. I want to tell you something. To think things in your heart is as bad as doing it. So, you know, we, sometimes we want to really crush the person that has sinned like David did. David sinned and fell. But Psalms 51, David went through a valley of Baca. David came through a valley of tears. And David came through that valley where he said, Lord, take not your Holy Spirit from me and restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And he got it. He was restored because David did it. And, uh, you know... God still called David a man after God's own heart, even after all of his failures. God sees the finished product in you tonight. He sees the finished product in all of us. So we can pass through the valley of weeping and make it a well. You can make it a well by being faithful to God's house. You can make it a well by exercising your faith in God. You can make it a well by continuing in God's service. But what we can find in the valley is this. You'll find the strength of the Lord. Look at verses 5 and 7 of uh, Psalms 84. Verses 5 and 7. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Hallelujah. Because God is on your side. And God wants to bring you through this valley of weeping and get you in a valley or in a, in a place of joy and a spring of joy coming up in your life. So we can pass through being faithful. You can do it by exercising faith in God. You can make it a well by continuing in God's service and continuing to do what God's called you to do. And you can find strength in the Lord in this valley. Your strength comes from the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. The Bible said be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. That strength of God. There's something about being in God's presence and in His house that will strengthen the children. We need strength. Listen, you should be lifted up when you come to the house of God. You should be lifted up as you're listening to someone ministering the Word of God. It should lift your spirit to a place that, hey, I can make it. I can come through this thing and come through it with, with flying colors. And the more you come and desire... To come, the stronger you'll become. See, when you desire to let God be your well, 
Let God be your well of strength. Let God be that well of salvation for you. And the more you stay away and desire to stay away, the weaker you're going to become. We, we, we got to get back. We got to come back. We got to come back to that place with the Lord. Now, I know this pandemic that we're in and the, the coronavirus and all that. It's a real thing that's out there. We're not, we're not diminishing that fact. But I want to tell you something. Don't let it sidetrack you from God. Don't let it sidetrack you from the strength of God. And don't let it sidetrack you from the power of God. God's power is able to keep you, sustain you, heal you, deliver you, and keep us through all of this if we'll just allow Him to. And the more you come in desire to come, the stronger you're going to become. And listen, we've got to come to that place where God is there. Amen? Oh, Isaiah 40, 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. You can find the ears of the Lord in this valley. Verse 8 uh, of, the, uh, of this psalm said, O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. You can find the ears of God when you're going through your valley. Oh, call upon me. He said, call upon me and I'll answer Call upon me and I'll show you the way. Call upon the Lord. Many times people don't call upon the Lord because they're trying to figure it out themselves. Let's call upon God. Without prayer, we would not appreciate God's answers. We've got, we got to learn how to pray. Call me old-fashioned. Call me whatever you want to call me. It doesn't matter. But God hears us when we pray. And He will answer our prayers if our hearts are right with Him. God hears you when you're praying. I don't care what you feel. I don't care if you don't. You don't have to feel witness bumps. God hears you when you pray. God knows what you're going through. God knows where you are. And so we just need to call on the Lord. And the closer we get to God, the more obvious the answers to our prayers become. When we, The closer we get. Our Heavenly Father wants us to experience the joy of praying. In fact, He is much more for us than we can even realize. Jeremiah twenty nine twelve. Then shall you call upon Me, and you shall go and pray unto Me, and I will hearken unto you. Glory to God. You can find the presence of the Lord. And that's what verse 9 said in, a, in, our, in our psalm here that we read tonight. Verse 9 says, uh, O God, behold our shield, and look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. And I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. So God's looking for someone that can just say, Lord, I'm coming to that place. And I'm coming into the place that you want me to be. Praise God. You can find the grace, the glory, and the goodness of the Lord. Verse 11, it says right there, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. He's a sun and a shield to us. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Glory to God. So why does God permit the valley of Baca? <laughs> why, why do we have to go through a valley of weeping? It's not permanent. It's not forever. <clears throat> Sometimes... Sometimes the shortcut to get somewhere where you're going is it, it, sometimes it's filled with briars and thistles and all of this. But you know what? When you come on the other side, you're right where you're supposed to be. And sometimes we go through these things. But listen, we can find grace and glory in His goodness. So why does God permit it? Why does God not just keep us from going through this valley of weeping? Because He wants you to learn 
to trust in Him. Trust Him. It's for our good. Each time you're called upon to walk through trouble, you come out a better person. Psalms 84, 6 and 7. I want to read this out of the Amplified Bible. Passing through the valley of weeping, Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with blessings. And they go from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. Each of them appears before God in Zion. Thank God for victory in Jesus tonight. Every one of us have that victory in Jesus. God is on your side. If God before you, who can be against you? I want you to just, right, right there in your home, just bow your heads, shut your eyes. I want to pray for you tonight. And I, I just want God to just open your eyes and let you know that He's with you. He's not left you. He's there with you right now. And God's not going to leave you in a lurch. Father, just let your peace. Lord, we send your peace. Let your peace just go right in through their homes right now, Lord. Let the joy of the Lord, let that peace of God, that serenity of God, let's let it flow right now, right where they are in Jesus' name. God, we just praise you. We praise you. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, sad, broken-hearted, so often I've knelt and I found God's peace so serene. And all that He asks is a childlike trust and a heart that is learning to lean. Learning to lean. I'm learning. I'm learning to lean on Jesus, finding more power than I'd ever dream. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. And as we leave, and as we, as you turn your Facebook Live off in a minute, let's leave by saying, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy, holy name. One more time. Just sing it out right where you are. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless His holy, holy name. For He has done great things. He has done great things. 
He has done great things. Bless His holy name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just send your peace to every person. Lord, let that supernatural peace settle over their heart like a blanket right now. God, let them know that you're with them. Let them know that you've not left them in a lurch. Let them know that your power is available. God, that you've been working behind the scenes on their behalf. God, we just give you praise and we give you glory and honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We'll see you the next time. In Jesus' name.